What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with my co-host slash father, Mr. Alan Dell, a.k.a. the godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NFL beat writer, talking about some of our best bets here on our weekly NFL Quick Picks and Best Bets episode, the Family Feud Football Podcast, where two lifelong sports reporters, also father and son, debate the week's hottest football news without further ado mr allendale how you doing tonight and how you feeling about the upcoming week of games week five of the nfl season i'm kind of i'm excited because uh some things that happen maybe off the field i believe will have an effect on this sunday's games uh we'll see if that comes true but the, the one that sticks out more to me than any of them was uh minnesota vikings and adam Thielen crying publicly put that word in quotes publicly about the uh, lack of whatever he didn't get from his quarterback, Kirk Cousins. What's that? So the squeaky wheel game, that's what everyone's saying. I, I've never heard the term squeaky wheel used more than this week regarding Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings going up against what many people think is the worst secondary in the NFL. Jan- Janoris Jenkins, we trashed him over the last couple of weeks and how Mike Evans got open you know, for his deep throws against the uh, against the Giants uh, two weeks ago with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So are you telling me the Minnesota Vikings are not going to capitalize on this Giants secondary? Yeah, I, I think they have a dysfunction going on in their team. I mean, first of all, you don't call a quarterback out publicly. If you have a dispute with him, if you're angry at him, you, you talk to him like a man inside the locker room or go out back in a woodshed. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> and go at it. Go fisticuffs if you want to. But you don't call him out in public. And the saddest thing is, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is trying to be a nice guy or he's just a softy. He apologized because he didn't hit Thielen. You, you don't do that. I remember uh, quite a few years ago, young people probably won't re- remember or weren't even alive when Chris Carter went off on Warren Moon, and Warren Moon said, you do that again, you're never going to get a pass from me. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. And, uh, <laughs> That's a good one right there. That's the old school mentality. I guess Kirk Cousins, nice guy. And just to jump in here, not to mention just Adam Thielen, but the other star receiver who's getting paid a lot of money, just like Thielen is, Stephon Diggs. And now the news reports are saying the Vikings are not open to trading him. So obviously some turmoil going on behind the scenes with this whole new offensive game plan that the Vikings are running. And it's not like they're in the dumps this year. They've won games, but the passing game has been virtually non-existent. Kirk Cousins, the worst NFL quarterback facing pressure this year and dating back to last year as well, and the money that he's getting. So you got three of the top, you got three of the top most, okay, let me say that again. You got three of the highest paid players on your team, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and they're basically not involved in the game plan. So what, what's going to give? Is this going to motivate them to get it right and get the squeaky wheel going in week five? Or is this going to play against them and the home team, the Giants, with yup, young and upcoming quarterback Daniel Jones? So we, obviously it sounds like you're taking the Giants side. Oh, I'm this. absolutely taking the Giants. They're, as of right now, they're minus five. That's what I got them at. I, I like them winning this game 28-17. to 17. I, I, I just I, – obviously Daniel Jones. This is America's team right now. Right now – the Giants are America's team. It's not Dallas. And they're on a roll. The passion is rising. And I think the Vikings are traveling in the opposite direction. they got to try to mend all this dysfunction that's going on. I, I just see the Giants winning this game. I mean, 
What did the Vikings had six points last week? So Vikings opened the week at minus five and a half at most books. Now sitting at minus five. So a little bit of money, a little bit of money going on the Giants side of things here. You're you're even giving the final score prediction, Mister yeah, Allen. Twenty-eight seventeen. I, I didn't even ask you for the final score, I'm, but you're giving I'm, it to I'm, me. That's how confident you are, huh? I'm, that's my bonus for this hey, week. Wait, why why are the Giants America's team? Just give me. You, you've said that a, quite a few times in this People podcast. Are, they, I want to know what's your definition everybody, of America's everybody team. Everybody loves the under. Dog. I mean, when Daniel Jones was drafted by the Giants, he got ridiculed. The whole Giant front office got ridiculed I mean, un- unmercifully. And he didn't say a word. He just sat back, did his job, didn't say anything. And now he's proven he, it. This reminds me of Chris Staff Porzingis when he got drafted by the Knicks. A lot of people complained, threw their hands up, wanted to break walls, break glasses. And he turned out to be uh, quite a player, their best player. Unfortunately, they traded him, which I don't think I'll ever get over that. But but anyway, that's what it reminds me of. Danny Dimes, as they're calling him, is, it was, still is, America's NFL underdog of the year so far. Representing the Duke Blue Devils, baby. That's another thing. People hate him because he's from Duke. Yeah, hello, That's a whole other story, too. He's okay. A- All right. Well, so we'll see. Maybe not America's favorite team, new favorite team to Cowboys fans, but I'll give you that one with the young and upcoming quarterback there. People have been saying it. It's un-American right now. To bet against the Giants. I'm going to take that clip, and I'm going to have to use it in future podcasts. That, that's that's your phrase of the year so far through four weeks. But, okay. All right, so you got the Giants. I I, I, I think I said it when we looked ahead to our favorite early lines of the week on our buy or sell episode earlier this week that I, I would lean towards the Giants, but I'm not betting this game right now. And, and I don't know, something maybe about the under. The Vikings have a really good defense, and, and their offense is obviously struggling. I don't see the Giants blowing the Vikings out by any means, but maybe this could be a real low-scoring affair, something along the lines of 20 to 17, 23 to 20, and that would just fall right under the under. The unders actually moved down from 46 to 43 and a half in this game, so even at 43 and a half, still could be a good bet right there. I might look into that a little more myself. So, okay, that's one of your three bets here before we go into your best bet. Give me your second bet. You said. Last week, we both lost. We both bet the Cowboys getting points on the road against the Saints. Or, I'm sorry, the Cowboys were short favorites on the road against the Saints last week. Didn't score um, Didn't score more than 10 points. They were beat uh, 12 to 10, the Cowboys. 12 to 10 loss at New Orleans last week on Monday Night Football. Saints didn't score a touchdown in the game and still won. I had the Cowboys in a few teaser bets as well. So last week didn't didn't go too well for my teaser bets, but but anyways I digress there. You've got the Bucks. You're doubling down with the second in a row. Another road team coming in to face New Orleans at the Superdome. You like the Bucks in this game? Yeah, but we're gonna talk about that later, right after we do. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about Dallas and Green Bay. I, I think that's the best game of the week. All right, so the, the Dallas Open minus four. Now they're minus three and a half. So still off the key number of three. I get it. If if you like the Green Bay Packers, albeit they're going to be without their best offensive weapon, Devontae Adams. Obviously, they're missing one of their starting running backs. He was carted off the field last week. He might be back soon, Jamal Williams, that is. But they're going to be just pretty much with just Aaron Jones in this game. And I think he's fine to handle a hefty workload, at least in this week. But our boy, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, University of South Florida, 
Shout out to the Bulls. I'm an alum there. Used to cover the USF Bulls as well. So we'll definitely we'll definitely be rooting for Valdez Scanlon in that one. But besides that, I, I think that Green Bay, look, they were embarrassed last week. I mean, they, they should have won that they should have won that game at Lambeau Field at home on Thursday night football. The thing I like about that is that is that the public sometimes overreacts to these primetime games. So the public watches Green Bay lose at home. They watch them basically not be able to move the ball and get in the end zone at the end of the game. But the Packers now have ten game have had over ten days off since then. So Thursday night basically almost a bye week until this weekend, right? So that that's going to be the extra time. Are, are you taking the Cowboys or the Packers in this I'm one? taking the Cowboys. I mean, look at look at two reasons. Ezekiel Elliott is one. He had one of his worst games ever last week. And then you have the Packers run defense. They're, average, they're allowing an average of 142.3 yards per game on the ground to their opponents. Uh, that is not good. Elliott's got to be motivated. That that was a, a really bad performance he had last week. And I don't think the Packers have the talent. With all their injuries on offense and, and a struggling defensive line. Well, Dal- Dallas is going to be missing their starting left tackle, Tyrone Smith. And in the games that he's missed in the past couple of years, Dak Prescott has had some of his worst games without starting left tackle, Tyrone Smith. So that, that's, a bad, that's a big injury. It could be just as big as the Packers missing Devontae Adams in this one. So don't underestimate that. This game's off the key number of three. That's the most common num- That's the most common number for NFL games to land on in a final score is three points. And he's just saying, look, if the Packers can keep this close and lose by three points, and you bet the Packers, you win the bet. So you're saying the Cowboys are going to win by more than a field goal. You're taking them I, at three I, and a half. I'll even give you the points. I like Dallas 31-27. I mean, that's barely over three and a half. So exactly what I said, you're taking three and a half. So you're not really enlightening me much there with, with that final score. But, okay, you're moving on. We're moving on from that. You like the Giants? Let's let's go let's go over your first two picks here again. You like the Giants plus five at home against the Vikings. You like the Cowboys Minus three and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers. That's the game of the week, in my opinion. Even yeah, though I'm, I'm not, I'm not betting it because there's too many injuries on both sides. That it's, it's kind of too hard to estimate exactly how impactful these injuries are going to be when we're talking about Devontae Adams and Tyrone Smith. The, the key factor could be Michael Gallup coming back. This guy had uh, surgery on a torn meniscus just like two weeks ago, and he's already back. It's crazy how quick athletes are recovering in the NFL these days from these injuries. But let's move on to your next bet which is the Tennessee Titans against the team you love to hate, the Buffalo Bills, man. You love to call them overrated, whether it's their defense, whether it's Josh Allen. How about, hey, man, Matt Barkley starts in this game. I'm betting the Titans all day because Barkley is absolutely terrible. He used to be the backup for my beloved Bungles. And, yeah, yeah, so like Barkley is bad, even even worse than Josh Allen. Tennessee opened the, opened the week at minus one. Now they're minus three. You're saying you like Tennessee minus three? I think Josh Allen is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the league. If you look at you look at his stats, they're horrible. Three, he's got he's thrown three touchdown passes this year. He leads the league with six interceptions. He has uh, the worst quarterback rating among the start the starters that have started three games or more. In my opinion, okay, that he's hurt. He might not play. I don't think it matters whether he plays at all. And look at their schedule was horrible that that they went through. I mean, let's be honest. All right, so it looks like you're picking three home teams right now. The Giants as home underdogs against the Vikings. You got the Cowboys as small home favorites against the Packers. And the Titans now as small home favorites against the Bills. I'm the opposite of you in that one. I like the Titans more if Matt Barkley plays. I don't like the Titans if Josh Allen plays. Yeah, you can talk about his PFF grade and the interceptions he throws and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. 
Josh Allen creates opportunities with his legs. He can scramble out of the pocket. He's got a cannon for an arm. Maybe he's yeah, not that. He's maybe he's not that. Okay, maybe he's not that accurate. But if you connect on one or two plays against an inept Tennessee Titans offense, you put 14 points on the board. You can win. You can beat the Titans. Okay, well, so that's, uh, that's, that's, give up Marcus Mariota some credit. He had a good game last weekend against the worst secondary in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons. Let, I, I want to see him do it against this defense. Okay, you talking about you talking about under bets even at 38 and a half this game could be 10 to 7 this game could be 14 to 10 17 to 10 you're easily clearing the under with that one that's that's a that's a total I really got to look at before Sunday that I might want to bet myself so those are your three bets I'm going to get into mine then we'll get into our best bets here I'm talking about my beloved Cincinnati Bungles, man. There's no way they should be four-point home favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams winless coming into this game, but Cardinals at least have a tie to their record. A tie against a pretty good Detroit Lions team four weeks of the season. Cardinals plus four at Cincinnati. Look, both these defenses are pretty bad. I also lean towards the over in this game. Um, it, it's, it's just... Even though the Cardinals' wide receiver core is banged up, you got Christian Kirk out, a couple other guys dealing with injuries. I just think it's too much. Like we, we, like I keep saying, the key number in the NFL is three. There's such a high percentage of games land on that number. If you're giving me more than that, and you're saying the Cardinals plus four, that means the Cardinals can lose by a field goal, and I'll still win this bet. And I just don't think Cincinnati has enough on offense or on defense to beat almost any team in the NFL right now. Maybe they could be competitive against the Redskins or the Dolphins, but. Cardinals, I don't think are that bad. I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go 500. But I don't think that that bad of football team. And this is one of my favorite bets of the week: Cardinals plus four at the Bengals. How do you pay, man? Uh, you got anything? You gonna give me any? You're sleepy. What's just so two hard? bad teams? Uh, maybe they should bring Marvin Lewis back. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> I I just don't. That's not the game. That's not that's not funny, by the way. Okay, I, I don't. <laughs> It's a game that uh, most people hurt are gonna, my feelings with that one, man. Come on. It's a game that most people are going to use uh, to go to sleep if they're feel, uh, having a little insomnia. That, 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 the that's that's the best thing with these with, with some of these bets is you make the bet. You don't got to watch the game. You just got to watch the dollars roll in, my man. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm saying with that one. I don't like to bet Bengals games, but th- this one to me is just this one jumps off the board to me. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to jump into my second bet is. I'm doubling down on Gardner Minshew. I'm doubling down on the mustache. Jaguars plus four again. I had them plus four at Mile High Stadium last week against the Broncos. They not only covered, but they won the game outright. Now I got the Jaguars plus four at the Carolina Panthers. Look, I know the Panthers have been impressive with Kyle Allen under center, but he lost three fumbles last week. They haven't been moving the ball necessarily all that well on offense in the last couple of games. Jaguars have a solid offense and a solid defense. I think they're better on both sides of the ball in this game. I like the Jaguars plus four at Carolina. And my third favorite pick so far, and and this is a pick I got an asterisk on, uh, I got an asterisk on, is the Eagles minus 13 at home against the New York Jets. If Sam Darnold plays, I'm not betting this game. I'm waiting to see what happens. If I can get an alert on my phone from Twitter, saying, hey, Sam Darnold's been ruled out. I'm going to try to jump on my betting account online so fast before they lock that game and reset the line because I think that line will be reset with Luke Falk under center to probably minus 17 or minus 20. I'm not sure if I want to touch it at that point, but if Luke Falk is a starting quarterback for the Jets and they're on the road against Philly and Philly's only minus 13, give me minus 13 all day, even up to minus 17 in that game. It's not my best bet. 
But it, it's it's one of my three favorite bets in terms of Cardinals plus four, Jaguars plus four, Eagles minus thirteen. Those are the three picks I'm le- I'm leaning right now towards the most. I've already made a few bets on Cardinals plus four and Jaguars plus four. Now, without further ado, Mr. Allen Dell, we're going to get into our best bets of the week for week five of the NFL season. You like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. You're doubling down. You lost last week. Cowboys on the road at the Saints Monday Night Football. Now we're going back to the Superdome on the road against the Saints, this time with the Bucs. And that was one of your picks last week. You bet against the Bucs. Well, I think they showed me something uh, last week. Uh, they showed a lot of people. They showed America. Come on, they went a- they went 3,000 miles across the country playing the defending NFC champs, and they beat them. They put up 55, uh, all of it uh, on office except for the one pick six. Uh, and and there, were, there was impressive. Uh, Jameis Winston, he, he had the big lead. They cut it down to eight. He, he threw it. Well, that's when it, before that he threw a pick six, but he came back, and he hasn't done that a lot. And you got to like their defense. Uh, Shaquille Barrett is uh, – Something special. He's reminding people of Warren Sapp. He already has nine interceptions. And Sapp, Sapp holds the franchise record for single-season sacks with 16.5, which he – with uh, oh, He already has nine sacks. You said nine interceptions. Oh, nine sacks. I'm okay. sorry, yeah. So, he, and unless he gets injured, he should break that up before midseason. Okay. So, I think the one thing we want to talk about with making bets, and whether it's college football, NFL, or any type of major sports bets that you want to make out there – is that how much are you overreacting to the previous week? Are, are, I'm, I'm going to ask you this personally. I'm, I'm not trying to criticize your bets or anything like that. You make your bets, I make mine. But are you overreacting to the Bucks? Are you overreacting to the Giants blowing out the Redskins at home? I, I, we want to fade the public as much as possible when, when, the, well, when the number is right. When you look but at we the, don't want to overreact to recency bias either. Yeah. When you look at the Bucks, look, look at the two top receivers they got, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. I mean, that that might be the best duo in the, in the NFL as far as a, a receiving duo. And they have two good running backs. Uh, I'll give you that. You know. But the Saints just shut down Zeke Elliott at home last week, yeah, and yeah. now they're at home again against maybe a similar type of offense. I mean, the Cowboys have Amari Cooper. You know, Dak Prescott's a capable quarterback. He was one of the best in the league going into last week, and, and, and they made him look pretty pedestrian. Now now the debate is, is should Dak Prescott be paid? And no one was debating that before he went into the Superdome last week. So I'm just cautious about Jameis Winston. I, I love his ceiling and potential in this game. But I'm also worried that the Saints uh, in a division game, in a very competitive, you know, both teams have the motivation going into this game. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I like, I said this before on last week's podcast. I really don't like to bet. I really don't like to bet games between division teams in the NFL unless the number is really short and I like one side. But in a game like this, what's what's the number that you're betting at? Because right now the Saints opened the week at minus six and a half. Now they're minus three. So you're saying you like the Bucks plus three? I I, I mean I'll give you a score. I I, I like them thirty-one twenty-three. And, and and the reason is Drew Brees. Mr. Allen with the final score prediction. I mean, right? uh, Camara. Michael Thomas has been incredible against the Bucks, averaging nearly 10 receptions. But that's what Drew Brees That's what I'm saying. That's what Drew Brees – they have no quarterbacks. They're going to have to open it up for Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Okay. So, All right. Well, we'll see if the Buccaneers' defense can hold Alvin Kamara in check, and we'll see if this game actually gets anywhere close to the implied point uh, – the, the total right now, which is 46-and-a-half. I mean, last week – I keep saying last week, Superdome, Monday Night Football – 
that total hit 22 points. It was 12 to 10. And we're saying that that's going to more than double because the Buccaneers are coming into town. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I I, I don't know. I, I like the 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 logos on the jerseys and the names on the back of the jerseys. They're going to imply that there's a lot of superstar power on offense in this game. And I just don't know if I want to buy too much into that. I'm not going to bet the Saints, and I would maybe lean towards the Bucks as, as you know you know it, it's going to be more than plus three. But I'm not touching this game, man. I'm I'm going to go into my best bet of the week. And this is this is another thing that that I've been doing. I, some of my favorite bets. I know it's kind of contrary to to what smart bets and sharp bettors are doing is taking these massive point spread uh, point spread lines. Is Pats minus fourteen or even minus fifteen at the Redskins? I mean, Colt McCoy is coming off a broken leg and he's supposed to start. And if somehow he gets banged up or if Dwayne Haskins gets in there, this game's gonna be like a 20, 30 point blowout. Haskins is not ready ready for the NFL stage, especially against maybe the NFL's best defense are the Patriot is the Patriots defense better than the Bears defense I mean that's something we can debate right now uh, Patriots if you can find minus 14 if you see minus 15 if Haskins was named the starter I think this line would be minus 17 minus 20 minus 21 it'd be one of those types of spreads last week my best bet was the Chargers minus 15 at the Dolphins I didn't I, I said I would bet that up to minus 17 they won by 20. And the Patriots didn't cover the big spread they had against the Jets, but that was because Tom Brady left that game and their backup threw a pick six, and the Jets scored their other touchdown on special teams. So I think the Patriots were kind of unlucky not to cover that big spread against the Jets. I love them, minus 14 or minus 15 at the Washington Redskins. That's my best bet this week all the way. Catch me outside. Right, yeah, your best it? bet is the Bucks. After betting against the Bucks last week and after losing – against the Saints last week. You're not just doubling down. You're tripling down, well, Mr. Allen. Life, life is full of changes. You have to be ready to move quickly. Right, got to be ready to adapt. I hear you there. Well, that's going to wrap it up here on the Family Feud Football Podcast, our best bets and quick picks episode, breaking down our favorite bets and picks for week five of the NFL season. We appreciate you tuning in. Any final words for the audience, Mr. Allen Dell? Just keep it going. Watch those games. You're going to enjoy it Sunday. Watch those bucks. He's high, man. He's hallucinating, smoking that shit. He's high. All right. You heard it here first. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend of football. Peace out. Yeah. Steve Harvey. This the family feuding. Baby mama drama. Got the family losing. Smoking. Out the front door fuming. I was just a student. Now you look like foodie. Hunger got me moving, starving artists too I'm just being human, I'm a human being I might start a movement, like the Carter 2 When my bitch catch me cheating, we go shop for shoes I'm getting even, now I'm getting even more than that More than that, yeah Switch pie, I want more than half Yeah, two say I want more than that More than that, I'm ready like you ordered that By the time you try to leave a nigga, I was already done being with you yeah. Me got a fight, nigga, baby, that's the door, I'm agreeing with you yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you, make sure Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you Whoa. Steve Harvey, bitch the family feuding Baby mama drama, got the family losing Smoking backwards, out the front door feuding I was just a student, now you look like foodie Starving too. I never bothered, but I could have been a Harvard student. I was hardly stupid, but I was young and foolish. On some ways to use family.
We ask 100 men, name a part of your body that's bigger than it was when you were 16. Your penis. No, it's for me, of course. Mm.